know, uh, I realized something. Um, I don't like weakness. I don't particularly like failure. I don't like crisis, and I don't like challenges. But that's when it all goes through the filter of how it affects me and how it maybe makes me look. Uh, this last week in the class living from the presence, Heidi Baker did just an incredible teaching, and uh, I, I, I wish I could share it with all of you, actually. Uh, but she told basically three stories where she was trying to serve people, to minister uh, for the Lord, and in each case, things went sideways. Everything fell apart. Um, in one instance, uh, the, the speaker that she had in an outreach to about a thousand people who weren't believers in northern Mozambique, everyone gathered, all the people had rocks in their hands. And uh, this preacher that she had brought from the States who carries the fire tried to preach, and it was just flat dead. And by the way, they had numerous technical difficulties. She said it was the sound system from hell, and she kept making these terrible screeching sounds. Nothing really seemed to go right. And then finally, the, the fire bringing experienced preacher uh, just kind of gave up. He crumbled on the side of the stage and was just like crying out to God. And, and Heidi was all upset. And the Lord, this isn't going right. And people aren't receiving it. And, and she was distressed because she was hosting it. And then finally, uh, she's like, God, oh, you know what he wants to do. And the Lord said, do an altar call. Now, is that common sense? When it feels like the spirit isn't present, when things aren't flowing well, in that moment, to say, okay, well, let's do an altar call. I, I wouldn't be my first impulse. But then she said, okay, but Lord, what are we doing an altar call for? And the Lord said, do an altar call for deliverance. And she's like, okay. So she goes, if there's anybody here who is tormented by demons, they're hurting your body, you can't sleep, you know that you're oppressed, you know that there's demonic activity in the life, come out forward. And Apparently, 36 people or so came forward, and uh, she started just, I'm sweet, you know, what's going on? And she was talking with one, led them through a deliverance, another deliverance, another, and then finally, person in the middle, they delivered, and then they started manifesting, and she goes, okay, you, get back to the back of the line. So she went through each person, and one by one, each person was delivered from demonic oppression, possession, whatever it was, and even the last person. And then finally, when she turned to the audience, everyone set their rocks down, and they all opened their hearts to the Lord, because in Heidi's weakness, they finally were able to have an encounter, not with the wisdom of men, the strength of men, the personalities of men, you know which one but is actually through weakness, through their brokenness, with the very power of God, and God gets all the good okay. So um, I just turn. got turned up, and I'm reading a little bit. Uh, good. Oh! So okay. it makes me think of Can you one hear of it the on more that? profound experiences I had in my How life. How come we're not on After Facebook, you know? years of serving a, a community, I uh, uh, was laid off and had to find what God had for me next. And it was a, a time of great uh, adventure, but a great time of transition and even fear to some degree. But I, I went to Toronto to a pastor's conference just to get recharged. And I met a pastor there named Boston. And while we were driving to the church, Boston, um, I told him about the layout and what Lori and I were going to do, and I said, I don't think ever in my okay, life so I felt turned so up strong and he's saying it's ringing now, so but, um, so there's no and Facebook, and, and there's no sound 
to and the said, people? I, I is that right? Felt so small and so weak, but I've never okay. Is there anything we can do? God to be so big and so strong. And I had said that to a few people. And okay, I'll try to refresh it then. That's how it works. But Faustin said something I really loved. Okay. He said, yeah, that, that's good. He said, but you can hear now. It doesn't feel But other people may not. In the flesh, does it? And that brought such peace, such comfort to me in that moment. It's really peace to me even now that when we feel small, when we feel weak, if our heart can shift into the right place instead of it being about us, we can finally say, Lord, now there's an opportunity for you to touch my life, for you to minister, for you to reveal your power, your faithfulness through me, not because I've got it together, but because clearly I don't. And uh, uh, I'm going to share another story from that season that ties into the message in just a little bit. But this morning as I was uh, worshiping and praying and just waiting on the Lord, um, again, I asked him what he had for us this morning, for our community specifically. And it's a verse I've never really preached on, and it's Revelation 3.20. It's very familiar for many of you. It's, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. The Lord this morning, I believe, is saying to all of us, okay, in a, I believe right, a new and profound way he was for me, he's saying, behold, which basically means take notice, look, believe, be aware, know, I stand right at the door. This morning, he is knocking on the door to give him those areas that you have perhaps felt powerless, you have felt victimized, you have felt hopeless, whatever it is, any area in your life that you don't have a confident expectation of good coming out of, that area is probably under the influence of a lie of some kind. Because the Lord is knocking at the door of our hearts to give him those areas where you've given it a hundred times before and you feel like you don't have the strength and you feel like you don't have the power, right now, today, is the opportunity to learn how to turn our hearts toward him in weakness and actually draw strength to hear his voice, to be empowered for him to be present in our life, in our circumstances, to have, I love the imagery of dining. Together, I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare a meal for you, but even before your enemies, you're gonna be in me, and I'm gonna be in you, and nobody, no circumstance, no failure, no accusation can separate you how, from the power of my presence in your life. And so I've been reflecting lately on how interesting it is as believers. You've walked with the Lord for a month, for a year, for a decade for your whole life, and, and you say, I am saved. Um, I've heard a phrase once, I was saved, I am saved, and I am going to be saved. Salvation is not a one-time experience where we put our trust in Jesus, we pray to sinner's prayer, maybe we're baptized, hopefully, 
And then all of a sudden now, you know, it's done, it's finished. I know my destiny, I'm going to heaven. I have that assurance, I've been given the seal of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know why, but many of us have this attitude, myself included, well, my salvation work has been completed now. And that cross, in one sense it is, but progressively, how you live out that salvation, how you continually, day by day, respond to that work of healing and freedom and salvation and deliverance and wholeness that Jesus brings uniquely into our lives. It's not a one-off. It's a day-to-day. -day. It's an abiding relationship continually where he's setting you free one area at a time for the rest of your life. How? The thing that I like about this verse is it talks about first, behold, I stand at the door. The Lord initiates the work. He reveals himself to us through the gospel, through an individual, through whatever means he wants to use, and he makes that request. He doesn't demand, he doesn't require, he doesn't impose. He's like, I'm knocking, I'm right there. And if he didn't knock, we wouldn't know to open the door to him. How? So we can be sure that he's gonna do his part to invite each one of us to live in the fullness of our salvation, renewed every day. He's standing there knocking, extending that invitation. Oh! And it, it reminds me of a men's retreat years ago in the zeal of my youth. Um, it was Saturday night, which is always like the high point in uh, those kinds of times of being with the Lord. And I was, in, I think, in the worship service, and I was just quietly enjoying the presence and and it was one of those rare times where the Lord spoke in a still small voice. And all he said was, I called you. You didn't call me. And a major shift happened in my heart at that moment of realizing it was Jesus preceding work, him knocking on the door of my heart, him calling me into sonship, calling me into his kingdom, and I was actually responding to something that he had initiated. It wasn't made up by myself. I didn't figure it all out. God wasn't so lucky to have me now in his kingdom. I didn't call him. He actually calls you. He calls me today to realize he's knocking at the door of our heart to give him again any area of our life that we don't have a joyful expectation of good coming out of our lives. And so Jesus initiates that and he deals with, in many, many ways, the unconscious need, the immaturity, the things that we don't even know to ask for. He's given us the Holy Spirit so we can groan and travail with words we don't even understand as he's faithful to intercede. I didn't know he called me. I didn't know that I needed him until he made it clear to me and did a preceding work of drawing me. And that's, you know, his request. But then there's a response on our part. He, in many ways, he deals with the unconscious, unknown areas of our lives that we wouldn't even know to ask. And then our response is what activates 
so, so much. And so, uh, yeah, let me share this first. I'm going to do this a little out of order from the way I prayed it. Um, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus lays down the, the ways of the kingdom. He lays out what his values are, what his ministry is about. And he lays down the righteousness, the sincerity, the humility, the purity, and the love expected of a follower of Jesus. He tells you what all of that looks like. And he does all of that reassuring us that all of these gifts, this change of heart, is available to us through prayer. And so in Matthew 7, 7 and through 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds, and everyone who knocks, it will be opened. So through prayer, through our response, when we ask, when we seek, when we knock, he knock he's got to knock on the door of our heart first, and then we knock on his, and we pour our heart out to him, expressing what we are consciously aware of in terms of our need. And so uh, this morning, I was praying and struggling. And you know, I want to make this so incredibly relevant if I can, relatable if I can. Oh. In fact, Holy Spirit, I ask right now for clarity. I ask for conviction for myself and for everyone listening that you will reveal to us an area of brokenness, an area of weakness, an area of woundedness that maybe we've given up praying about. Maybe we have begun to feel powerless about. Lord, provoke in us an area that is opposed to the ways of your kingdom, the change and transformation you want in our hearts that would prevent us from walking in purity, prevent us from walking in power, from knowing the hope that we have. Hope. For me, uh, the area I was really praying about this morning and just struggling with again and just trying to lay it out before the Lord and, and then realizing, wait, the Lord is knocking. He's right here. He's knocking on the door of my heart. And the area he wants to set me from, set me free from, is what I consider an addiction to avoidance. There are some things like driving for Uber and other things that just flow and are easy and fun and enjoyable. And then there are other areas in my life that are so easy to ignore, so easy to avoid, so easy to procrastinate. And uh, and so the Lord and I were like wrestling it out. I'm like, God, how do I get into this area? And I'm asking and I'm seeking and you know, you're knocking at my heart, and I believe you want me to move into a new season of fruitfulness, of effectiveness, of productivity. And Lord, I've stood in the way, and I don't even know entirely why. And so the unconscious part of it, I can trust to Jesus. But the part I am conscious of, 
I can begin to press in confident that when I learn how to ask and give it really to him without excuse, without minimizing, without doubt, that he will provide everything necessary to lift that area of human impression at times that I, I struggle with. I, uh, after we got back from Toronto and that time of feeling so small and so weak, I went and saw a counselor and uh, he was a very, very seasoned, silver-haired fox kind of guy. And at the end of our discussion about the transition we were going through and everything, I shared with him, you know, I, to be honest, most people look at my life and they think, wow, he's a very productive, very active guy. Which is mostly true, but then there are those areas that I know I just avoid and I tend to procrastinate and uh, whether it's fear or whatever. And I said, so, you know, I feel like I'm one of the laziest, most productive people you're ever gonna meet. And, and Jack said one thing to me that I wanna share with you. If the Lord's given you a specific area for you to consider letting him strengthen you in. Uh, Jack said, you know, Charlie, maybe your avoidance isn't about avoiding whatever the task is. It's like, no, I don't want to write that email, and I don't want to make that phone call, and now it's that task. And he goes, no, maybe it's the feelings that you get when you think about doing that task. And I had never thought of it that way. You're not avoiding the actual thing. You're avoiding the feelings it provokes in you. And so I took that, and the Lord was reminding me this morning, I had a season of grace over my life where when a task came up that I wanted to avoid, I could just stop for a moment and go, okay, hold on, what am I feeling right now? Why am I jumping? Why do I feel like something bad's gonna happen? Why, why do I wanna run? Why do I wanna find some other productive thing to do to avoid the thing I should be doing? Do you understand? And when I sat there and would show that drama to my father for a season, he would just come in an amazing way and scoop that up and I could just begin to walk into the next thing I thought I needed to be doing and wanted to be doing in my life before the Lord and just in my mundane life. Even. It was extraordinary. And I believe God is calling me again to get set free, to renew the, the, the battle, to enter a whole new level of breakthrough. So for you this morning, how I believe he is providing the grace, the inspiration for personal transformation, for a fuller expression of the salvation Jesus died for each one of us to have. It is inspiring to me to know that salvation Sozo, it does mean to be saved, but it also means to deliver, to make whole, to restore, to heal, and to do well. Shoo. So let me just read something out of my journal uh, entry this morning in prayer on this subject. And about specific areas and this morning in particular I want to step out in faith I want to take some risks I want there to be breakthrough for 
everybody listening as I'm trusting the Lord for breakthrough in my own life as well. So, as I asked the Lord what he had for us, and with my journal entry, it started, Behold, I stand at the door. Just right now, picture Jesus standing right at the very door of your heart. What is the thing he's asking you to let go of, to give him, to entrust to him, whether it's something limiting your life that you need to let go of, or whether it's something in your life that you need to grab a hold of to move forward into his purposes and his destiny, Jesus today is right there, knocking on your heart, asking you to give that thing and allow salvation to come, for healing to occur, deliverance to occur. So behold, I stand at the door. Will you let me be the answer? Whether it is avoidance, fear, insecurity, anger, disappointment, etc., etc. Come to me in your brokenness. Let my compassion heal you. Let my humility empower you. There is no area in your life that I won't heal and make whole. Just open the door. Confess and let me in. There is no area in your life that right now, if you give it to him, that he will not heal and restore and make whole and set you free from whatever lie, whatever torment, if there's spiritual augmentation in some stronghold area of thinking. So you know what? No time like the present. I, uh, I haven't overthought this. I just want in my weakness to even stand in faith on what I believe God is saying to all of us. So this morning, if you have any sickness in your body, any infirmity, if there is arthritis, if there is cancer, if there's a strained muscle, something in your disc, up your back, oh, fibromyalgia, just as, a, as an act, I would ask you to put your hand on whatever area you need physical healing that Jesus already won by dying on the cross and releasing salvation power into your physical body, go ahead and just put your hand on that place in your body. And Lord, I thank you that you saved us. And in that salvation comes healing, body, soul, and spirit. Triune healing in Jesus' name. So Lord, take whatever infirmity, bladder infections, go. Muscle strains and joint weakness, go. Arthritis, you have no place to torment the children of God who are getting saved and healed and delivered because of the power of their God. Holy Spirit, come right now. Chronic migraine headaches, go. Oh, insomnia, you can no longer torment the sons and daughters of God. We will rest peaceful and sleep 
and, and know that you are with us even as we slumber. Oh, fasciitis, inflammation of tendons and ligaments, calm down, I speak peace to that storm in people's physical bodies. Shoo, whoo. Wow, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and bring alignment. <laughs> the great Holy Spirit chiropractor, every joint, every ligament, every tendon, now coming into alignment with the purposes of God, people standing erect again, and the tissue damage that's even happened by being out of alignment, God, we want to align our hearts with you. We want to put our trust in you. We want these areas of physical weakness to become now areas of spiritual strength. Oh, and Lord, for those who are even getting touched right now, who sense the presence of God and the fire of God resting on their physical bodies, we rejoice in the deliverance and the healing you're doing in their physical bodies. But Lord, I just declare in Jesus' name, whatever healing, whether it's migraine headaches, arthritis, if it's intestinal, any area that's being healed, any cancer, just go in Jesus' name. Any area that's being healed, you are now being commissioned to use your hot little hands to bring healing to others. God, awaken their eyes to see people in their lives who have struggled in a similar way and not out of strength, but out of weakness, out of the power of their testimony, God. You're releasing your people to extend their healing hands to others. And I thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Oh. And you know, we're not supposed to be tormented by the devil. We're not supposed to have strongholds of thinking that are different than the way Jesus thinks about anything. So if there's an area in your life, again, that you don't have a confident expectation of good coming out of it. If you don't think you're ever going to be able to make the income that you need to make, if you don't think you're ever going to be set free from an area that has been addictive in your life, if you have insecurities, if there has been anger and rage issues, if you're overwhelmed right now by anxiety because of everything that's going on, that area of your life is under the influence of a lie that somehow that area is more powerful. And they're receiving demonic augmentation whether you're sons and daughters of God, you can still be oppressed by areas of thinking that are contrary to the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, I just thank you right now for my life personally. Any area that I have finally surrendered, I've just decided, oh, it's my thorn in the flesh, uh, it's my own fault. God, break whatever agreement I have, whatever agreement whoever is listening has right now with some lie that has limited their life, inhibited their influence and reveal it right now. We break that demonic voice. We cut it off right now from our ears and we say, Holy Spirit, come and speak truth that will bring freedom, oppression go, and liberty be released into the lives of your people. We thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to fight and argue and yell at demons. We know you're the creator of heaven and earth. We know that you have authority over these areas. And so our confidence is not in ourselves. Our confidence is in the uh, authority that we have. Jesus, you're coming alongside each one of us. We can hold hands and we can tell the enemy to go in your name. And we're not the sons of Sceva where we're just using your name like it's a, a magic spell. We're using your name because you are with us. 
You are dwelling inside of us. You have come into us and us into you. And so demons have to respond to whatever we tell them to do because it's your authority and not ours. So I just speak freedom right now in Jesus' name to tormented areas of your life strongholds. They're being broken and torn down. Jesus, you're knocking at the door of our hearts to speak truth in your voice to those areas to bring new areas of freedom, new areas of breakthrough, new areas of oh, deliverance over each of our lives. We want the fullness of the salvation, Jesus, that you died for, for each of us. Oh, and I love that he's restoring back to us everything the enemy has tried to steal, everything he's tried to... Uh, take for his own purposes and you're restoring back to us our inheritance, our identity you're restoring back to us what you created us to be even in our mother's womb, you knit us together with dreams and gifts and strengths and desires and so you're restoring back to your children an inheritance that they can't even imagine that doesn't come from our own gifting and talent even even those things come from you oh but this morning especially, the area I want to pray for salvation in, um, and please, I hope you can all relate. We all are going to need to get saved again and again and again. We're going to heaven, that's already established. But no matter how old you are, there will be areas that you want to allow Christ to be formed into your heart, to be more like him, to walk in more maturity, and I love that word, wholeness. He wants us to have a sense of well-being, to do well, to be able to be made whole because we acknowledge he's with us every day of our lives, always knocking in new areas, always as we give them to him, as we confess them to him. He's so faithful and just to bring that breakthrough that he wants for us. He's providing right now the means to make possible the things that would be impossible in our own strength. There's a key here of just being willing to, like Heidi, sit with your weakness, but don't give up. Later in the, the passage from Matthew 7, it's talking about asking and seeking and knocking. And, and what is that about? That's about the wrestling and the intercession and, the, and giving it over to God. It's just like, I'm going to believe you that I'm going to receive something from you as I ask. But it, then it, it, it goes on in that passage and it says, if you ask your father, he's not going to give you a stone. He's not going to give you a serpent. He knows the good thing that you need when you ask better than you do. That verse in Matthew 7 is often used in the context of people who ask from the Holy Spirit for the empowerment that they want. Oh, I don't know if I want tongues because maybe tongues is demonic. Well, is he going to give you something demonic? Or is he going to give you the power, the grace, the breakthrough that you need when you come to him in humility and in the heart of acknowledging your need, allow his compassion to touch your life Oh, there's a stirring of intercession right now. I know people that I've known for years, and man, they're getting together, and they're praying, and they're declaring, and God is sharing things to stand on and to believe for. There's an activation going on, I think inspired, in many cases, by desperation. And I think 
That intercession inspired by desperation can lead to transformation like never before in our lives. I'm tired of the areas that I have struggled with and I'm believing the Lord for healing and deliverance and wholeness to be part of my normal expectation of his life manifested in me and through me. Oh, I wish we could take testimonies. I don't know what the Lord has been doing in people who are listening right now, but I can guarantee you it's something I couldn't do. I hope there's a level of faith that is being released to meet these opportunities in this incredible sacred season and this time to walk in a new way. So again, I believe Jesus is just saying, wherever you're at, whatever illness you're facing, whatever lack you have, whatever need you have, whatever struggle there is in your life right now today, let salvation come into your life and into your household. He's saying, behold, I stand at the door. And he's asking permission to come invade your life, to come invade your soul, to begin to set you free, to do that which you would think is impossible, but only he's, he's the God of the impossible. And if anyone hears my voice in that place, as he's knocking, all you have to do is turn and listen, and he will speak. And he will open that door of newness of life, open that door of breakthrough and deliverance, open that door into a new realm where you're free to see yourself even through God's eyes. And he says, I will come into him. Well, what else do you need than Jesus being with you? Graham Cook says that when Jesus shows up and he reveals himself to you, he's the greatest distraction in the world. You don't want to eat. You don't have bodily needs. You can go for hours, days, feeding on the presence of Jesus. And what else is going to matter when you actually realize he's standing before you? I, I want a different experience of the manifest presence of Jesus in my life. So I'm going to see it. I'm going to have an encounter with him that is going to lay me flat. And I'm going to go from that mountaintop down into the valley where people need to know that he's standing right there with them as well. I'm in him and he's in me. This is the time to activate that faith of dependency and, and to overcome the sense of failure when there's weakness and there's problems and challenges. I've been I've been tormented long enough by that. I think my struggles define who I am instead of the victory that I already have in him actually defines who I am. Oh, and I want that activated and not out of my own strength and striving, oh, but out of a reality he's already made it possible for me. So Father, I thank you today for the challenges I thank you for the technical difficulties <laughs> that we face in our daily lives where people know we don't have it all figured out. It's not all sorted out. It's not our willpower. It's not our talent. It's not our intelligence. God, the things come to just 
uh, break us down to a point where we actually become broken before you and in our weakness, your strength is perfected. And I just, I so loved the testimony of, of Heidi and that everything that she had envisioned, everything she had paid for and planned on and everything she wanted to see, to see happen didn't seem to be happening until she just heard your voice and took a simple step and a thousand hearts were open who were closed before because you were standing at the door and you were knocking on their hearts because you revealed your power to them in a way they could see and desire for themselves. How? So I ask that you release through all of the salvation power of God to see those in our lives set free, to see them healed, to see them restored in relationships, to see them made whole again, for them to be empowered, God, to live in a whole newness of life, an abundant life that we couldn't make happen. It's your generosity, it is your compassion that empowers your children to continually grow. I thank you that I have been saved. I thank you I'm saved today, and I thank you I'm going to be receiving salvation tomorrow for every situation that I'm going to encounter. And Lord, through it all, there's that connection with you of knowing that you stand right there at the door of my heart. You're always just asking me to turn it over to you, to let it go, to lay it down. And Lord, like never before, in a place of weakness and brokenness, I just continue to want to give you whatever it is you want from me so that you can dwell in me and I can dwell in you. So just bless everyone who's listening. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the breakthroughs. I thank you for the deliverance that you've done even today through these inadequate words, but empowered by your spirit. I know that lives have been restored and I thank you for that. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all.